You're listening to the 12 Days of Christmas. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is a delight to get to share Christmas hymns with you with some of our favorite church musicians, cantors, and today, uh, a... uh, and translator as well, missionary, sacred music educator in Asia, Deaconess Sandra Ryan. Deaconess Ryan, thanks so much for being our guest during these 12 days of Christmas. You're welcome, Andy. It's a delight to be here and talk about Christmas hymns. So today we're going to look at hymn 360 in Lutheran service book, All My Heart Again Rejoices. Tell us about who wrote this hymn. Ah, this beautiful hymn written by Paul Gerhardt who is sometimes called the sweet singer of Lutheranism. Mm. Um, <laughs> Paul Gerhardt lived during the Thirty Years' War, which was life-changing for him um, in, in, prof- in profound ways. He, it seemed like death was a constant companion to him, not only burying so many parishioners, but three of his five children died in infancy, another died as a boy, and then his wife died, leaving him with just his um, six, a six-year-old son. So it's no wonder that his hymns touch our hearts. Mm-hmm. Gerhardt hymns are a, a, a definite favorite uh, for me anyway, and I know for a lot of other people. They speak so mm-hmm. well to any season of the church year, any season of life, really. There's just so much ri- richness in all of his texts. Why do yeah. you love... Um, this text in particular? Well, um, it's, it talks about, it certainly has the Christmas story, but it talks about um, death and burial and clinging to the cross of Jesus in ways that Christmas carols don't usually do. Um, I, I'd like to illustrate that with a little um, telling, saying a few phrases from the hymn. The first stanza is the Christmas story, like we all like to hear. Christ is born, the choirs are singing, it's in the air everywhere. But then if I just give you one phrase out of each of the next stanzas, you can see the cross in stanza two. Now the foe, sin and woe, death and hell are broken. Stanza three, should we fear our God's displeasure? Stanza four, see the lamb, once our sin once taking to the cross. Stanza five, children, from the sins that grieve you, you are freed. And then finally six, come, then banish all your sadness. So it's amazing how um, we get to hear all of those lyrics that, um, even though it's Christmas, he keeps driving us right to the cross and right to um, that rich imagery of what the incarnation actually means for us. Mm-hmm. That that tends to be a theme across a lot of his, a lot of Gerhardt's texts too. The cross is so focused uh, yeah. and yet so uh, applicable to whatever season or or um, or whatever we're we're singing about. Uh, it's always. Mm-hmm. Uh, focused on Christ and on the cross and and how all of this all ties together through that. Right. right. What else? What else should we um, know, look at in this text? Any any artistic things to pay attention to? 
Well, uh, yes, um, and and this sort of goes to text and tune. It's it's really interesting. Um, the short phrases that this is unusual uh, because it has so many short phrases. The meter is eight three three six D. So three three twice twice we in each stanza are two three syllable phrases. That's very unusual. Uh, and Paul Gerhardt and then the translator Catherine Winkworth did uh, a, a masterful job of taking all those short phrases and um, giving them like this string of meaning, as I hear, far and near, now the foe, sin and woe. They fit together, but it's a, each time is a little bit different thought. So that, that's unusual for us to have all of those short phrases in it. Tell us about the tune that uh, we usually sing this hymn to. Yes, written by Johann Kruger. Um, I mentioned the meter. The rhythm is unusual, too. It starts out with two half notes and then goes to a dotted half note. Those are slow notes. So if you're playing this hymn, you have to really think carefully about what your tempo is going to be. The, uh, because you're starting out with very slow notes, but you don't want to cheat them of their time, especially that dotted half note, which is three beats. And so you have to think of sort of um, building the tone um, in in on that long note, expand it. But then when you get to those quarters, keep that beat very steady. It's, um, it's not a fast hymn, uh, but, but it is unusual because it has so many half notes in it. Hmm. Anything else about the tune that, that you, that stands out or you really appreciate about this? Hmm. Um, I suppose just the fact that it uh, it it flows it it there's something very sweet about the tune. It fits very well with with the text. <laughs> Is it's, there a specific service um, <laughs> in the time of Christmas for which you would select this hymn? I was I was about to say. Yeah, it, it is not um, a hymn of the day for any particular Sunday, but I would I especially love it at the midnight mass, Christmas Eve, because that tends to be a service of contemplation and awe, and this this fits well. It's not the the bubbly light, Christ is born come see him in the manger, but it's got so much depth because of that um, Christ crucified part that I think it fits on that service that's full of awe. Mm -hmm. So this, you selected this hymn from the list of hymns that we're talking about during this mm -hmm. season. Why did you want to talk about this one in particular? Uh, maybe because uh, there, it, it is a deeper hymn and there's so much to it that it's something we can contemplate along with just the, the, the pure joy of Christmas. We get to uh, have the depth of it more in, in, this, in this beautiful hymn. It actually had 15 verses originally, and I noticed that TLH still has all those 15, but in LSB we have just the six. 
uh, and they and they work very well together. They they tell the story very well and are so packed that six stanzas does does give us a a very full and rich the uh, text to dwell on. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned earlier that this this is a obviously a Gerhardt text and a Johann Kruger tune. What is the what is the relationship between those two? Uh, the the composer and the um, and the text writer were were they were they did they know each other? Um, I don't actually know if they knew each other, but I would guess so because they lived very similar time, the first half of the sixteen hundreds. So I suspect they did, and and they uh, they have often they are often paired together with Gerhardt writing the text and Kruger writing the tune. And they're both German, so it would make sense that they knew each other. <laughs> Definitely the heart of Lutheranism for us. Before we wrap up our time together, tell us a little bit about your work as a sacred music educator in Asia. Ah, um, what a blessing it is. I have worked for the past 10 years on hymnal projects, and this expands that work. So I still help mission churches and church bodies that we're connected with in developing hymnals and liturgical resources. But now I get to uh, stay longer and work with them to be able to use these resources that we're helping develop for them so that I can teach hymns and um, teach things like the lectionary and why we sing these hymns and which hymns fit for which services uh, and um, what instruments are appropriate. It's, it's really a delight. Well, that opens up a whole new possibility for our discussion on this hymn today. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I mean, true. normally we would probably think of this as organ maybe and, and congregation singing. Are there other instruments that you might select for this hymn? Uh, a flute, I would say, would be gorgeous for it. Uh, and um, interestingly, I have been exploring the use of guitar more in, in singing hymns, um, partly because guitars are more available than keyboards in a lot of countries. And so one of my COVID hobbies has been learning guitar so that I can take that along and use it for accompanying hymns. I haven't tried this one yet, but uh, maybe that's going to be my next project. <laughs> Deaconess Sandra Ryan, missionary and sacred music educator in Asia, looking at Lutheran Service Book 360. All my heart again rejoices. Thank you so much for being our guest on the 12 Days of Christmas. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. <laughs>